I'm excited to get to today's guest, but first I want to tell you about our sponsor, CTC Math. Our family uses and loves CTC Math. So if you're looking for a great online math curriculum, visit ctcmath.com to sign up for your free trial. That's ctcmath.com. Hey everyone, this is Yvette Hampton. I'm so glad you're with me today. We are playing some of our best of episodes because we are traveling right now and out on the road getting to meet many of you. It's so very exciting. So we hope that you will enjoy this episode. I'm sure it will bring you great encouragement. And also, if you are interested in supporting the ministry of Schoolhouse Rocked, go to schoolhouserocked.com and you'll see the Donate Here button. That's really a huge blessing to us to help support the travel and the ministry as we take Schoolhouse Rocked on the road. Now enjoy this best of episode of the Schoolhouse Rocked podcast. Hey everyone, this is Yvette Hampton. This week, we're excited to bring you one of the many fantastic sessions we recorded live for the Homegrown Generation Family Expo. Be encouraged as you listen to part one of my conversation with Heidi St. John called Fearless Homeschooling, How to Ignore the Critics and Do What's Best for Your Child. Our family had the opportunity to drive across the country. We drove from Georgia to Washington State, and we got to finish filming Schoolhouse Rocked with Heidi and her family, and it was it was just an amazing time. We were there for about two and a half weeks, and God is just doing some amazing things through Heidi and her family there in Washington, through their Homeschool Resource Center, her ministry of uh, MomStrong International. I mean, you've got so many things going on, Heidi. Uh, but before we get into that, very quickly introduce yourself. For those who don't know who you are, introduce yourself and your family to us. So Jay and I have been married for 30 years and homeschooling for, I don't know, over 20 years. And uh, we have seven children and and uh, two grandkids, one on the way. Um, and we're just passionate. We run the Homeschool Resource Center here. I've been speaking. A lot of you know me from speaking and writing. I've been out on the homeschool circuit for probably almost 15 years, uh, just working with parents and trying to remind them of why we do what we do. So to me, uh, there, I, I totally agree with my friend, Mike Smith. I think that homeschool moms are kind of modern day heroes in the culture right now, just willing to say, Hey, you know, whatever it is that you're facing, you know, job struggles, we got, you know, it's so easy to have a school bus come and take your kids. And really these homeschool moms are doing the harder, they're doing the harder thing. And I think we're seeing tremendous fruit from it. So uh, yeah, so I just, I love homeschool families and Jay and I, I mean, right now, the biggest thing we've got going on uh, for sure is here in Washington state, we've opened the nation's first full-time homeschool resource center. And um, we had over a thousand registrations this fall. So wow. um, we're trying to help people pull their kids out of school. Yeah. So well, that's we, what we're doing. That's what we're going to talk about today. You are a, a popular speaker. I know. Um, I know people are constantly fighting for you to get you to their homeschool conventions. And it's an exciting <laughs> thing to have someone. I know about, I know about that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I do. <laughs> and um, you talk about marriage, family, cultural issues. And one of the things that I love about you, Heidi, is that you're not afraid to speak the truth. And you're not afraid to speak about things that are going on in the culture and things that are going on in the public school system. And for so long, I know you felt the same way that I did where, you know, we'd kind of shied away from, well, homeschooling's good for us and it's right for our family. But if you want to have your child in public school, that's okay. You know, I'm, we're, we're going to not touch that. And, and, and what's good for you is fine. 
And right. you have really come on the other side of it, along with Garrett and I, and that we have seen a tremendous um, crash of morals and values and oh. just the decay of, of the family and everything yeah. that's being um, taught as truth yeah. in the public school yeah. system. And so today, today's focus for this event is really a firm foundation. And so one of the things I really want to talk with you about today, Heidi, is really setting that firm foundation. And as we have gone through the past three years of filming this documentary, Schoolhouse Rocked, we have the thing I think that I have come back to the most is that homeschool parents need to know their why. They need to know why they're homeschooling. Because if you don't know yeah. why you're homeschooling and you don't have a, a real purpose for it, if you're just running because you're scared of something and you don't really have a purpose for doing what you're doing, it's going to be easy to give up. And right. so I want to talk about... Well, it's easy to give up even when you know what you're doing. It's true. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, let's be honest, even when you know why you're doing what you're doing, uh, homeschooling is difficult. And so I, I don't like, I'm not a fan of people who say, Oh, homeschool your kids. It's, you know, it's so easy. It's not nope. easy. It's nope. massively hard, but then everything that you do in life that's worth doing is hard. So I'm like, jump in the deep end. It'll be fun. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, lots of kids learn to swim by simply having their parents throw them in the deep end and they say, you got to figure it out. You know, they're right, not going right. to let them not drown, but, kid, but whatever. Right. <laughs> So, so let's talk, I, I want to talk first kind of about some of the myths and misconceptions. And that's one of the reasons why we're making this documentary is because there are so many misconceptions about homeschooling. So many things, you know, all the negative stereotypes and people think you have to look a certain way and your kids are going to be unsocialized and they're not going to be well educated. And you are the mother of seven kids and you've got Three at home still that you're homeschooling, correct? Yeah. Or two. Well, a junior, I have a junior in high school this year okay. who's essentially finishing up right now. Okay. So she'll be done next year. And then I have a freshman and then a fourth grader. So okay. yeah, basically the fourth grader is the one I'm, I'm really more concentrated on at this point. Once they get into high school and I've done this so many times, really, mm. I'm just shepherding and steering and they're sure. like, oh, this way, oh, that way. Yeah. Right. Are you struggling with managing homeschooling your child on a day-to-day -day basis? BJU Press has a new homeschool planner that can simplify your homeschooling. With BJU Press Homeschool Hub, you can see your child's work for each day, track grades, and grade assignments all in one organized system. The BJU Press Homeschool Hub can make your experience more manageable and more enjoyable. You can have the resources you need for painless planning and happy homeschooling. Visit BJUPressHomeschool.com to see how the hub can improve your homeschooling. So tell really quickly your story of coming into homeschooling, because I know that you came into it, as you say, an accidental homeschooler. And yes. what was it that really grabbed your heart and pulled you into this whole world of homeschooling? Well, we, our daughter was in uh, public school. We tried private school because I went to a private school. I'm a, I'm a private school graduate. I actually believe in Christian education, whether it's private school or homeschooling. To me, the best, the gold standard is homeschooling because it involves the parents and parental uh, oversight. But I went to a Christian school. We tried to put our daughter in a Christian school and try to do it on a pastor's salary, which not that easy. And so we ended up putting her in the public school. Lots of things happened. It's a long story. But uh, ultimately, the Lord really got a hold of my heart through a series of things that happened because our daughter was in uh, a public school. And I was watching my other kids at home thinking, you know, uh, I have one kid that missed the deadline. And I thought, oh, you know, how hard could it be? She's bored. 
So I went down to the local homeschool supply store and I told the guy, listen, I'm not interested in homeschooling. You know, you do you. (laughs) I just don't want my kid to be bored while she waits to get into a kindergarten in the public school. And he was like, dude, if I had a nickel for every time I heard that, and that should have been like my warning. But instead I, you know, I was like, just give me, you know, just give me something simple. He gave me a book called teach your child to read in a hundred easy lessons. And I was sort of hooked because after two weeks of doing like an hour with her every day, she was catapulting ahead of her sister uh, who was spending, you know, eight hours a day. The bus comes. I mean, everybody who's done the public school gig knows how it goes, right? The bus comes at 715 in the morning. They take your kid to school. They bring your kid home around 430 in the afternoon. And here I'm doing an hour with Sierra every day. And she's just leapfrogging over where her sister was. And I was thinking, this is crazy. Not only is she doing better, but I liked it. And that was the big surprise to me. The big surprise, A, I could teach her and the B, I would enjoy it. And then I would start saying, why don't we bring Savannah home? And so we started thinking about that. Well, while that's happening, sort of simultaneously to that happening, I hear, I read in Luke 640 that when a student is fully trained, he'll be like his teacher. And it hit me like a ton of bricks because for forever, the homeschool proselytizers had been telling me, you know, Deuteronomy 6, when you rise up. And I was thinking to myself, I am doing that. Like when we rise up, we're doing it. When we walk along the road, just because they're gone for part of the day doesn't mean that I'm not discipling my children. And so that verse never really hit me in my core. Like I know it does a lot of other people, but when I read Luke 640, I realized that education is discipleship and that somebody was discipling my child. So I started thinking about Savannah in the school all day long and someone is discipling her. The students that she was on that school bus with Mm -hmm. were discipling her. Her teachers were discipling her. And I got to thinking if when a student is fully trained, he'll be like his teacher. That means that Savannah is going to be an awful lot like whoever's teaching her. And I realized, I don't know these people. I don't know who's teaching. Like I loved her teacher. You know, I, I didn't, I loved her teacher. She was a wonderful woman, but the, at the end of the day, I didn't know what she believed. And I began to sort of study and look into the concept of education. And I realized that education isn't neutral. And this is a big fallacy. I hear this all the time from uh, from parents who are trying to decide, you know, what are we going to do with our child? And we think, oh, it's just reading, writing, and arithmetic and education, you know, it's just, you know, we're just, it's just learning. It's just book learning, except for it's not. Education is discipleship. It's never neutral. It never has been neutral. It never will be neutral. And all of a sudden the wheels in my head are turning. And I just went to my husband one day and I was like, what would you think if we homeschooled Savannah? You know, if we brought it, if we took her home and homeschooled her, that he was just like, who are you? What have you done with my wife? You know, like the invasion of the body snatchers, you know, <laughs> the homeschoolers came right. and they took my wife uh, because he knew I didn't want to do it. And I didn't want to do it. But I'll tell you what, when the Holy Spirit gets a hold of you and you start realizing what's at stake and how important it is. And this was, you know, 23 years ago, I would be this was before the schools were teaching transgenderism to our kids and mm-hmm. telling them that there's 27 genders and really like de- driving what I believe is deliberate wedge between parents and their children. This is long before then. Mm-hmm. And so I think kind of like you, Yvette, you and I have talked about this before. I was always, I mean, really up until the last probably five or six years, I, I was very much like, you got, you do you, we believe in homeschooling. And now every chance I get, every platform God gives me, every microphone that somebody gives to me, 
I'm shouting from the rooftops, get your kids out of public school. What does it, what is it going to take before we realize, you know, like if you were, if you were on a ranch and the barn was on fire, you take your horses out. Well, the barn's on fire. At what point do we go, you know, we, we sprayed water on the building. We tried that. We, we did all these, you know, uh, preventative, we took preventative measures. We tried that. It's not working. At what point do you say enough is enough and you take your kids out? So really my message and my heart in the last six years or so has really changed to just supporting homeschool families, to talking to every parent that I know who's a Christian and mm-hmm. saying there is a deliberate attempt right now. They're not even hiding it anymore because I'm at the front line of this. If they're not trying to say, oh, no, no, no. No, they'll actually tell you when you drop your kid off at the school, that's our responsibility. You yeah. you do you at home. But when we have your child at school, we're going to teach them what we think is right. And I'm like, no, dude, that's actually not okay. So my, so I really have switched from being very like, it doesn't matter to it absolutely matters and trying to sort of like you guys trying to sound the alarm. Yeah. Parents everywhere are waking up to the fact that God is calling them to teach their children His Word. BibleQuest gives you a plan and resources to do just that using the incredibly effective classical model. Help your students memorize biblical information through games and scripture memory songs. Build their understanding with easy-to-use Bible discussions. Mentor them to be wise doers and sharers of the Word. Biblical knowledge, understanding, and wisdom for a lifetime. Try four weeks free at BibleQuestClassical.com forward slash rocked. R-O-C-K-E-D. That's BibleQuestClassical.com forward slash rocked. R-O-C-K-E-D. So answer the question then, because I know that this is a question that many Christian parents ask. Um, there, there are two kind of big arguments for putting our kids in public school. One of them kind of is, is the socialization thing, which we'll talk about that to debunk that whole thing. If anyone is even remotely <laughs> thinking about, question. I know, I know we're going to get to that one, but Yay! what about the salt and light argument? You know, people often will say, well, your kids need to be in, in public school. We need to have Christian kids in public school because they need to be salt and light. Answer that. I'm a huge fan of salt and light. For a grown for the grown teachers yep. in the schools, I I'm like yes, absolutely. Get your degree and go into the public schools and see it as a mission field because that's what it is. But I think parents that say, "Oh, my child is salt and light in the school," are woefully uneducated about the battlefield that is the public school. Would you take your five year old kid and stick him out on the front lines of a of a you know of a battle that was happening for their physical body? No, you wouldn't. You would say, "Oh no, my child's not ready for that. My child's not trained for that. Uh, they don't know you know Taekwondo. They don't understand how to load uh, you know a magazine into a semi automatic weapon. They don't understand that. And yet we're doing that in the public school and we're saying, oh, it's just school, it's just education. My kid's salt and light. No, it's not just education. And I think if you get back to the idea of this is a battlefield. And if your child isn't 100% secure in their knowledge of the in their knowledge of God, if they don't know God's word, if they if they don't understand how to defend their faith, mm-hmm. they're not ready. They're not okay. ready. And most of the kids that I know are not ready. And I would say, uh, you know, most of, uh, I was just in uh, well, you were too. We were just, I just spoke uh, in, uh, in Greenville the other day. Mm-hmm. And to me, I was listening to that. I can't remember his name. Oh, that was so amazing. The college professor who was saying, when your children come to university, when they come to say a community college, the thinking of these professors is we're going to 
enlighten these students about how woefully backward their parents are. Even mm-hmm. if they don't say that out loud, right. that's what they're doing. And they're doing it uh, purposefully. And so I think parenting, I, I actually, I mean, you can hear this in my voice. I'm getting um, frustrated with the salt and light argument mm-hmm. because it tells me that parents do not understand the magnitude of the battle that is being fought for the hearts and minds of their children. And over and over in the Bible, we read that it is a battlefield of the mind and the public schools are the front line for that battle right now. And so, uh, I, I, you know, my, like I said, I've changed my tactic on this to just mm-hmm. start saying more strong, obviously, you know, stronger and bolder to say Christian education matters. And mm-hmm. if you're an adult, absolutely get, get onto the battlefield. We need more Christian teachers in the system you know, more Christian counselors. Oh my goodness. But it's not a place for children. It is not a place for, for God's children. I don't think. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Um, yes. My mind's going in a million different directions right now. Cause I have so many questions to ask you. Um, ta- ta- let's talk about the socialization thing. Um, actually before that, okay. I'm, I'm just going to ask this question, but I know that there are kids watching this with their parents right now. And and one of the things that I realized, we'll go back to the socialization thing, because I know people want that answered. But one of the things that I've realized is that oftentimes parents who have their children in public school, they are simply not aware of some of the things that are being taught to their children. And I know that where you are in Washington right now, there is a huge war. We're from Southern California. And so where we're from, there is a huge war for the minds of yeah. our children. Yeah. I mean, it, that yeah. battle is real. And and oftentimes too, of course, people will think, well, not in my school, not in my kid's school. My school's safe. They go to a small school. We live in a small, safe little community. We're in the Bible Belt. Right, right. We're safe. What are some of the actual things, keeping it PG rated, because I know it's not PG rated, unfortunately. No, it's not. Um, no. But share with these parents, what are some of the things that are actually being taught for real in these public schools? Well, so I'm going to, I, I'm going to try really hard to keep it PG rated because right. as you said, it's so ridiculous. Like people say to me, say what's happening in the public school, but don't show me any pictures and right. don't say any of the words. Because if I showed you pictures and I said the words, you'd turn off your computer, right? You'd hide your children in the other room. And yet we're sending our kids out there. We are preparing our children. Uh, and so here in Washington state, I've been on the front lines. And in fact, I'm getting ready to go talk to legislators before I fly to my women's conference in Florida this weekend. I will be talking to legislators in Washington state. We have two bills before the Senate right now. Uh, one that's that heads into education committee for the very last time. If you've never looked up comprehensive sex education, you need to look it up. So people say, oh, it's sex education. We want our kids to know about the birds and the bees. Men and women, this is not the birds and the bees. This is so far beyond that. Mm-hmm. It's unbelievable. It's pornographic in nature. It is, del- it is a deliberate attempt to, to desensitize our children to the precious, beautiful nature of sex and to actually turn it up on its head mm-hmm. and redefine it. And so here in Washington state, we battled it successfully last year because hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of us went up to the legislature. And even though here in uh, Washington state, we have a democratic supermajority, which, which basically means the Democrats can do whatever they want. And people say, don't lump the Democrats. Dudes, it is the Democrats who are pushing this stuff. So I'm so sorry to hurt anybody's feelings, but that's what's going on. 
This is not coming from conservatives. This is coming from the from the progressive liberal party here in the United States because we all know that politics is power. This is about power. And it's one huge lobbying group trying to gain power. And so uh, we were able to, to beat it down last year because they were shocked to see us show up. They did not think that hundreds and hundreds of parents would would uh, come up there at five o'clock in the morning and get in line to testify before the judiciary. But that's exactly what we did. And so the bill died in committee. Well, now it's come around and it's even worse than it was last year. And they're ready for us this year. Mm -hmm. And they literally don't care what parents have to say. So in King County, for example, in Seattle, Washington, the school district, the OSPI, which is the office for the uh, superintendent of public instruction, OSPI, um, they did a survey of the most liberal city in Washington state, which is Seattle. People will be surprised to hear that everywhere but Seattle, Washington is actually pretty conservative, but the big cities poison the rest of the state. I mean, that's just how it is. Mm -hmm. So they did a survey in the most liberal part of the state and thought, oh, parents will want this. No, over 60% of the parents said, we don't want this and they're pushing it through anyway. So even in liberal King County, Parents are saying, no, we don't want this, but it isn't about what the parents want. And I think that's what right. your uh, listeners need to hear. This is not about what parents want. This is about what Planned Parenthood wants. And right. I shared a post last night, Planned Parenthood of the Northwest and Hawaii actually put a post on their Facebook page last night and said, and I quote, our sex education bill mm. is almost ready to be passed into law. That is so telling our sex education bill? Do you mm -hmm. guys really want Planned Parenthood writing your sex education where over 25 times in the curriculum, they, they mention abortion as uh, health care for girls and women. Mm. For girls, meaning they're peddling this stuff to children. Yeah, And it is so upsetting to me. And so, and, and I'm, again, I'm so sorry to be so uh, in everybody's space about this, but all these parents who so naively say to me, oh, we're in the Bible Belt. Oh, we're in a very small community. That's not happening. Believe me when I say, by the time it gets to your little tiny school, it'll be too late mm -hmm. because we haven't done the work to stop it from going into the to the larger cities where they have the boats that they need. And they're not interested in your opinion. Right? They're interested in pushing this garbage on your children. And so it's everywhere too. I'm watching bills right now in Mississippi, in Kentucky, in North Carolina, in Colorado. It is everywhere. And so people say, oh, you're just in liberal... Washington and Oregon. Yes, I am. And I'm here to shout at you. This is this is happening where it's you coming. live. And if you don't get off the bench and onto the battlefield, it will be too late before we know it. So I, parents need to engage in the, in, the, yeah. in the battle over comprehensive sex education. There's a YouTube video and I would just tell your listeners, mm -hmm. um, don't have your kids in the room when you watch this, but Google, go to YouTube and, and type in the war on children. Yeah, it's horrific. And you will weep. Yeah. It will make you cry. And it's it's real. And people, I just keep hearing parents say, no, they wouldn't do that. Yes, they, they are would. doing it. It's real. I have held the book in my hand mm -hmm. that they are giving to students here in Washington State. And it will make you weep. It's actually happening. So it, I'm not even interested in people say, that's not happening anymore. Because it, it is. is happening. They just don't want to see it. What we do at IEW is break through the, the noise of the grammar and the writing prompts, and we say, this is what you do, step by step. And I've witnessed it over and over again, both watching Andrew teach and hearing from parents, this is the best writing program. We've made it so easy 
and made it really affordable. So any mom can teach writing to their children using our course, and we guarantee it. To try three weeks of free lessons, visit IEW.com.